0: Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Steven Maggi, the podcast. When you grow up as a kid in this country, uh, it's never really easy. You know, it's it's tough. If, if there's anything different about you, and when I say different, I mean different than the typical kid at that age, you gotta you gotta live with it and learn how to deal with it. We got somebody great person, Krista Kay. She's a comedian, and she was also on the show TLC's. My giant wife, and she's tall, right? Six foot six, that's really tall. (laughs) I mean, as somebody who's five foot eight, let me tell you, six foot six is tall. But, uh, you know, Krista, it was one of those things everybody else... You finally had to get that self confidence to get to get past that. How long did it take? You know what was it where you finally said, "Okay, you know what? This is who I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna live with this and and do it right."
1: Right. Um, well, I think my first thing is um, when I found basketball because I'm like it kind of gave me a reason to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I had a lot of success in you know sports and all that. But I think I was about 17 when I realized that I wasn't gonna get shorter. Like right. I know that sounds silly, but you know, like I I guess it was like maybe I'll stop growing. And then I learned that I wasn't going to. So, um, no, maybe younger than that. I think I had the hardest time in middle school with it just because, I mean, I feel like that's the most awkward time for everyone. And I wasn't quite good at sports yet and clothes didn't fit. And, you know, I was like born and raised in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota. So there wasn't really (laughs) options for like clothing. So I just always felt like really awkward, but Yeah, I don't know. You start to realize that you're not going to get shorter, and I had to make a choice. Like I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it, and I made the decision to not be angry the rest of my life. So,
0: (laughs) no, it's a great thing, you know. Yeah, beautiful person grows up there. uh was it one of those things, too, when you're growing up, you know, and kids can be mean, right? Of course, like that. yeah. And then the thing, like you're saying, with basketball, just being really good at that, that way, getting that aggression out, too, where you can Absolutely. use the height for your success. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, and, you know, once you, like, I don't know, I was kind of uncoordinated a little bit, um, so once you kind of get into that, and, uh, you know, of course, everyone told me, you have to be a basketball player. I mean, I still right. get it all the time, and you know, luckily, I was a basketball player. I'm kind of worried, like, how people treat me if I told him I didn't play basketball. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm just a waste of a tall person, I guess. <laughs> well,
0: you, you were good. I was looking at your records. You were blocked shots oh, and so yeah. forth, sets all sorts of records. Right, and yep. And this was before the WNBA, right? So it wasn't like you, um, you were going to go pro or just the beginning of it where... The,
1: yeah, so I know it, was, it already... What was that, 90? What was that? I don't know. I graduated yeah. high school in 2006. So I know it was around, but... Um, then I, I got a full ride to play uh, college basketball right. um, at Northern State. And then I ended up playing professional in Australia. So, right, right. Yeah. And, and what was that like? Uh, it was a lot more aggressive than it was here. So, um, But it was a blast. I mean, I had tons of fun. I mean, not many people can say they played on the other side of the world. So. How did you like living over there? Was that a whole different culture shock to you? Yeah, well... It, I think the biggest culture shock was the fact that I was living in Melbourne, Australia which is almost like 6 million people and I come from a town right. of 3,500 <laughs> and so and we had to drive and stuff so I'm not used to driving in a city on its own, let alone the other side of the road, other side of the car Yeah, that, oh, yeah. I always wondered
0: how long did it take? Because I am always think geez, if I had to go drive over in one of these places yeah. just that other side of the road, it, it's got to be a little few times for oops! Yeah,
1: because <laughs> right. well, you have to fight your instincts because here, you just like veer to the right, and then they have a lot of roundabouts, mm-hmm. and I would veer to the right. Well, it turns on that's oncoming traffic, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how I didn't get into a car accident there, but...
0: <laughs> well, that's great. And the Aussies fun. Are, are fun, aren't they? I mean, they generally, mm-hmm. they tend to really enjoy Americans and so forth. Oh, for
1: sure, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you hear an Australian accent here, everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, so... Yeah, I would just say, hello, and they're like, wow, an American.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you did a lot with this, because not only did you play basketball, you got, like, your scholarship, and you played in college, mm-hmm. but you also got even a master's degree in counseling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't counseling, it was what, psychology?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it was counseling, yeah, mental health counseling, yeah. yeah. Or psychology, I mean, same thing. Yeah.
0: And from that, you kind of got into the motivational speaking thing, which makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yep, absolutely.
1: Because um, I was a therapist for like two years, and then um, I'm an empath, so it totally did not work for me at all. So I just kind of absorbed everyone's um, stuff. <laughs> and so and it started affecting my own life. And I'm like, well, I want to find a way where I can help people, but maybe not everyone's story coming back at me. And that's what made me think
0: of speaking. So... Right, right. Yeah. The, the whole idea of motivational speaking, in some cases, that can do way more for people than therapy, because yeah. th- there's not that pressure, and yet you can identify with the speaker.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, because I, as a therapist, you only know what people tell you, you right. know? And it, it's, like you said, the pressure of, like, what do I say? And, you know, it's, I mean, therapy's awkward a lot of times. So, you know, if you're sitting there doing your own self-reflection, listening to a speaker, I think that can be just as beneficial Yeah, so. yeah I th-
0: and, I, and I can see your point I, I mm-hmm. think I'd be the same way where mm-hmm. you start you're listening to other people's problems you go oh my god I wonder is that me or, and then <laughs> you're right. have that fight back absolutely you know? yeah for sure well and of course the logical extension of this is comedy and we're going to talk about that in a minute <laughs> but I want to talk to you about the TLC show My sure. Giant Wife now yeah. first of all Reality shows. Oh, uh, we, we've heard all sorts of things about reality sure. shows. Uh, we talked to Dirk Verman who did uh, Bad Ink on A and okay. and he can do you know an hour of why it's horrible and how it's not reality. What was yes. your experience with that?
1: Um, pretty much the same thing. Um, I guess for me, I didn't really realize it at the time as much. It's more how they edit, which is the surprise, and I don't see the final product until everyone else does. Um, but there was definitely you know. I'm not like a fighter, I you know, but I right. lived with a girl that was six foot nine, and so they kind of um, I was told later that I was picked for the show one because I was from South Dakota because that's unique I guess, and um, another because I had um, my counseling degree, mm-hmm. and so they roomed me with a girl that you know was kind of known for having drinking problems and stuff like this. <laughs> And we were both like freshly single. So they're like, let's put them in Vegas. (laughs) So that's actually what brought me here to Vegas is that show. And um, so they would, you know, try to, you know, pretend like she was stealing my... Well, hang on. She was stealing my clothes, first of all. and But they were like, ooh, now let's you know, you need to go in there and yell at her about it. And wow. I'm like, this is not how I would handle this, you know?
0: Right. No, so. I, I mean, just just from the little time we've talked, I can tell <laughs> yeah. that's not your approach.
1: And I'm like, yeah, I would just be like, can you please just ask first? Like, that's how I would handle it. But they're like, oh, you need to get in there. You tell her what's up. I'm like, I cannot. And it's so funny that we're talking about this right now, because actually um, two years ago that – Episode that I'm talking about aired, mm-hmm. so I got little memories of it on Facebook, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" And, and, and you can and just seeing see that, how
0: awkward I am, I'm, right? I'm just, and <laughs> seeing it, it must bother you again because now you're saying, well,
1: that's not me," right? Well, and then of course,
0: like the trolls
1: on the social media are like, "Oh, you're mean," and <laughs> blah blah blah. And especially that's how you know comedy came into it because I did do stand up on the show, and they were like having me do jokes about her. Which she actually has a really good sense of humor. She do I was gonna say some jokes, so it really wasn't a big deal at the time. Right. But then how they edit it, it's like, oh my gosh, she got up there and talked crap, and I'm like, oh my god, no, I didn't, you know. And I was I was more nervous for my comedy to be on international television, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, she's mean. I'm like, well, no, I guess I'm that's not. the
0: good part of it is you do get some attention, which is
1: important for sure. Yeah, and that's helped obviously with comedy and all that, but.
0: But that would be awful, I would think, because not being able to be in the editing process at all, and again, especially finding it out while you're watching it has got to be horrible. I know. It was, yeah. Like, I think there was um, eight
1: episodes. Yeah. So once a week for eight weeks. It was like a mess. (laughs)
0: So what would you tell somebody if they said, you know, they're going to have some reality show, whatever it may be, uh, because, and I'm getting the idea from talking to you, and of course from Dirk from before, it doesn't matter, they make up the reality.
1: It's true, it's so true, but you do sign a contract, you know, because there's a bunch of contracts involved, and it's like, we're not responsible, you know, you can't like sue them for defamation or anything like that, so... I mean, you're kind of aware that it's not going to be well, and I guess I didn't feel as nervous about it because of like who I was going to be filming with. I know that sounds kind of bad, but like in comparison, I'm like I yeah. like how bad could I be portrayed? But I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's, it's I would imagine it's not even quite that. I mean, if you could direct something like that, what? How would you do it differently? Would you try to do it differently? Because I, I think. People just want to see train wrecks. There's a, at least the, the theory true. behind these reality shows.
1: Absolutely. I know. And, I mean, yeah, she, she kind of was one. <laughs> so, I mean, she was, like, the perfect, like, reality star, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and then I come in, not in the entertainment industry at all. Like, she's had acting background and everything. Like, I'm literally, like, this is crazy because they're wanting me to do things that aren't me and – Yeah, for sure. And then they'll create situations that you're unaware of. Mm -hmm. And um, just for an example, thank God this never aired, but they wanted – well, we did like a little girls' night out or whatever, and they had everyone leave, and then I was the last one, and the bartender was like, "Um, who's going to pay the bar tab? Like, you need to pay – and then she was like freaking out. And of course, like, we don't have to pay for anything when we're out (laughs) shooting. Yeah. And then – my producer is like, "Oh, just give him your credit card," and then they interviewed me afterwards, and they're like, "Oh, how's it make you feel that Lindsay stuck you with that bill?" <laughs> I'm like, "She did.
0: No one had to pay. What are we doing? <laughs> oh no, this is crazy." So yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. Let's talk about a couple of things. People see people that are tall, right, yes. and particularly women. Yeah. They're saying, "Okay, models are supposed to be tall, so yeah. that part that part's good." Yeah. But how, how do you find clothing? Because I know as an overweight short guy, it can be difficult. <laughs> so I could imagine it must be tough. This just isn't what normally is on the uh, on the yeah, rack,
1: right? For sure. Well, I guess back when I was growing up really the only like pants that were long enough were Wranglers. Which, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you're familiar with those, yep, but they're yeah. like cowboy <laughs> jeans. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I w- it was constantly awkward, but now, um, thankfully there are, you know, boutique kind of, I guess, clothing lines that cater to taller women. Um, and another perk as being on that show, there were a couple different companies that would send us free clothes nice. so we could wear on TV. So I was like, free clothes that are long enough? <laughs> this is crazy. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, I... I don't, during the whole process, I would always think of, like, my little kid self because I, th- right. I literally thought I was the only tall girl because, again, middle of nowhere, no other tall girls. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, I was like, wow, this would be so awesome if this show existed when I was younger and feeling alone. So, right, you know, right. so I think that's kind of that's the positive that that brings to people, you know, just to realize they're not alone.
0: More with comedian Krista Kay in just a moment. But first... When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible, really unique Las Vegas experience, so you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. Org. You are listening to Krista Kay, star of TLC's My Giant Life, and a regular at Joke Stars Comedy Club at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, I think you're an inspiration primarily because you're so normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> I know. Well, and let's talk about something. I know everybody wants to ask it, and, yeah. and I saw something on your website. Dating. How do you avoid these guys Like oh, I want a real tall girl You know Because there's a few Of those out there Oh my you know? god There's
1: way more than a few Unfortunately <laughs> Well and I I mean I even talk about this In um, my stand up But like whether I Talk about it or not Like I'm a walking fetish Like talking fetish <laughs> Like and, and I don't There's nothing that I can do About it Yeah so But it's like weird requests Like oh I want an outline Of your hand You oh, know what my I mean god, It's just yeah. like silly Like in yeah. my mind It's silly But I don't know and um, so there's definitely a lot of those. And then I guess the majority of the guys that I get just, you know, being in public is, yeah. you know, I basically highlight their insecurities, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you make me feel like less of a man. And I'm like, it's ridiculous. Though, well, right? you are less of a man. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, what do you want me to say?
0: If it bothers you, you are. Definitely. <laughs> <Exactly. I mean. laughs>
1: just because I make you aware of something doesn't mean it's my responsibility. So I do get a lot of that where it's like, oh, geez, I need to. A- Stand up straight or whatever. I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's it's hard for sure. But then I also, if I run into another tall guy, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm your only option. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. So I'm pretty much loving being single right now. But <laughs>
0: yeah. well, that's a good point. Now, okay, not to dig too deeply into that, but I mean, do you have like a height limitation in your mind of of somebody you're gonna date?
1: Um, I guess just like. My height's fine, um, you know, a guy the same height as me, but I don't know, because I've also dated guys shorter than me, but they have a lot of confidence, so I didn't really notice after a while, you know, right, you just exactly. kind of get used to it. Um, I just, I guess I, it's up to them, you know, on how comfortable they are, because again, I'm not going to get shorter.
0: Right, <laughs> so, exactly. That, well, that makes sense, Yeah, you know.
1: so I don't, I don't want to put like a cap on it or anything. I guess ideally, yeah, a taller guy, but...
0: Yeah, it just kind of it fits it, you know, it kind of fits in yeah. the picture, that kind of thing where it looks right that's a real healthy uh, I do, attitude. I, I think. I do
1: realize that you know, if, like, if I'm going through the dating process, that I tend to give like the taller guys like more chances.
0: Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> so but- I'm like,
1: well, he's tall. <laughs> we'll
0: look past that <laughs>
1: <laughs> awful thing
0: he did. <laughs> and they can always, you know, yeah. big boots, you know, yeah. lifts in there, you know. Yeah, I yeah, for, do that. for those of us in the under six foot crowd, uh, yeah, there's not there's not enough stuff you can buy for that, but. uh <laughs> Well, comedy, so obviously you've got a great sense of humor with this. Mm. What, what, what was the point where you thought, you know, this is for me? Because it, it, it's not just a matter of, oh, I can make fun of a particular situation. you still got to be funny.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, well, because it it honestly did take me a while to take it seriously because, of course, I have my educational background, and, you know, comedy was something that the TV show picked for me. I mean, I, I suggested, right. like some I always wanted to try, um, you know, but... obviously when I was on the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be a fun little storyline, like silly, Mm. whatever. Um, But then I didn't start taking it seriously till, I don't know, maybe six months or so after that because uh, or after it aired. Yeah. Because people would want to book me because I have a TV credit coming into the comedy scene. I mean, that's unheard of. (laughs) I got pretty lucky that way. Um, And then I think it might have been like the first time someone paid me to do it. Because I'm like, this is because I have so much fun. So I just kind of treated it like a hobby. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so much fun. And if I can start making money at it, that's like blows my mind. And then I actually listened to an interview with Jim Carrey. And he's like, I he's like, when I'm on stage, I want to give the people or the crowd the freedom of concern. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Wow. You know, because when somebody's watching him or or me or whatever, mm-hmm. they're not thinking about anything else. And so I'm like, in a way, that's still like therapy, you know, or s- motivational yeah. speaking. Like I'm giving people an escape from whatever they're worried about or any other concerns, and they're just laughing. I'm like, I w- would totally want to give that to people. So that's
0: kind of well, you must have the gift for it too, because I don't care how tall you are and how much <laughs> that's a, a thing. It's scary to go do what you do. G- For getting out sure. in front of an audience with a microphone, you're out there.
1: Yeah. Well, and what I always like to say, because, you know, people, when I first started doing it, they're like, you don't even have any stage fright. I'm like, but I walk around every day as if I'm on a stage anyway. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if, you know, I'm in sweatpants or all dolled up. So- if I go on public, everyone's staring at me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? I, 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 I never thought of that, but that does kind of make sense. So you learn how to deal with it. and
1: For sure. And people are constantly coming up to me saying silly stuff or asking me about my height or... You know, can you grab that or whatever for me?
0: You probably run into a lot of stupidity, I would imagine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, you know, because I've met other tall girls that, you know, don't know how to handle that. But Mm. I've chosen to, you know, develop that, which is basically crowd work, you know. It really does, like, translate. And I remember when I was in um, high school, people would be staring at me. I remember I was at the Mall of America. There was a whole group of people staring at me. And I was like, well... I, I reached up and pretend, <laughs> pretended to hit my head on the exit side. Oh, that was great. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, she doesn't, you know, it's like for some reason people think that tall people have no awareness of things around their head and we just hit our heads all the time. Yeah, people, it's like, people are insane yeah it, it, it's
0: just really it's amazing I you must be great with hecklers then right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like stand up you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it is kind of a fun thing so so obviously i would think that just the fact that they know who you are and then you can talk a little about that and so forth and make people feel comfortable then what, where do you go, where does your comedy go from there
1: Well, there's a lot of like things that I take people through on just the awkwardness of being so tall, you know? Um, so like, I mean, again, a lot of comedy is like surprise or you shed a different light on something. So, um, just for an example, like I'm taller than bathroom stalls, you know? So I like, I go through the fact that like, you know, I'm just scaring people and I'm just not doing anything (laughs) or like, um, you know, like in Walmart where it's like, please ask for assistance for things on the top shelf. I'm <laughs> like, well, I do because I want to see who shows up. <laughs> you know, just, just like um, silly stuff like that. But it's a lot of, um, lot of the dating stuff, like yeah. horrible dates I've been on. Um,
0: Is there a one lot of particularly Celtic bad sort of? one that comes to mind? Absolutely, for sure. Like what? Yeah. Give me one. <laughs> so
1: this guy, um, <laughs> he, I wasn't feeling well this day, and he came, uh, well, He's like, why don't you just come over and we'll just watch a movie. I was like, that sounds good. So I go up to his second level apartment. I get in there and he's like, I'm going to need you to help me move this couch. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. I was like, what? And then I always say, because I'm a comedian, I tend to stay in situations longer than normal because I'm like, this is going to be
0: material. (laughs) Yeah, right. You want
1: to see where this goes. (laughs) And so he didn't only want me to... Help him move it. He wanted me to help him throw it off the balcony. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And so he's like, make sure there's no, um, you know, people down there. And as we're trying to move this couch, there's you can hear a baby crying. And he's like, oh, is that noise annoying you? I'm like, I, I don't know how to answer that. Because it's right. like, I don't like to hear a baby cry, but it's a baby. I don't know. Right. He's like, I guess. And he's like, why don't you shut that baby up? Like, well, and he's like yelling at this baby. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we throw this um couch off the balcony, go throw it by the garbage, and um come back, and then he plugs a guitar into an amp and he's like thinks he's a good guitar player. Wow. <laughs> and it's obviously the amp is way louder than a baby's crying. <laughs> I'm like and I'm laughing so hard, but all he sees is my smile. So he's like, Oh yeah, oh, she's this is into working. It. Yeah. Right.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: And I'm like, I'm going to go. <laughs> and um, So I even go to hug him. He doesn't hug me back. He slaps me on the back. He's like, don't fall down my stairs. I don't want to be sued today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to throw myself down a flight of stairs now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm I'm thinking that went out of the book to call back, right? <laughs> uh,
1: oh, my God. Well, the funny part is like a week goes by because I'm like, okay, obviously we both know that's not going to be a thing. He, he sends me a message and he's like, I'm really sorry. I, I've been really busy. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) And then I actually, I was like, this guy's like so clueless. I should probably tell him he shouldn't have women like move furniture on a date. Yeah. You know, I mean, advice, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then I, I said something like that and he's like, well, it's, it's always easier to, you know, have somebody help you move furniture. I'm like, I know, but like, not your
0: date though. Call your buddy over, buy a beer or whatever, you know?
1: Oh, it's like, man, people are just clueless. And it's just one other thing to deal with. It really is. (laughs) And of course I have to pick Las Vegas of all places to be single. (laughs)
0: Actually, I would think that Las Vegas <laughs> might work even better, though, because people are associated with tall girls, showgirls, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So maybe in a sense, this, this market it
1: could is be. a little more
0: understanding, or at least it's not as unusual here in South Dakota. Yeah, say.
1: that is true. Yeah, I'm just like a— Street performer, <laughs> I guess. I've actually had people hand me money on Fremont Street. Hey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just here trying to have fun. Wow. <laughs> you ever think, maybe I need to get a different top or something or, exactly. or a different outfit. What am
1: I doing <laughs> Like, purchase one of those circles or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you actually have a great sense of humor mm-hmm. uh, now i know you play over at the d which is a fun place a jokester mm-hmm. uh? jokesters yes okay so if we come in there we can look for you, you might you may be you may or may not be yeah. there but uh, you play there a lot
1: yeah so when i'm booked there i'm booked there by the week so um uh, but yeah my my next one's coming up um it's on a hookah lounge that i produce myself it's called mm-hmm. the hybrid at hades which is called um Hades is the Hoogle Lounge. Yeah. Um, And it's a variety show that I produce. So I'm going to have like Comedy Magic. um, There's like a little sketch comedy and then uh, music parodies. And that's this Thursday at 10 o'clock. Oh,
0: These friends of yours, you do them with? That kind of thing? You put kind of a little group together?
1: Yeah. Yep. I book a bunch of different local comics. And uh, sometimes it's comics coming through from L.A. or wherever. So, yeah, there's a whole Facebook thing about
0: it. (laughs) Well, and you've got a... Your website is christakaycoaching Correct. So, how do we hire you? Go and we can hire you for comedy acts and What about with the coaching side? What are you doing there?
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, I've actually kind of strayed away from that a little bit, just because comedy's gotten a lot <laughs> busier. Well, right. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I actually have my coaching certificate through the Tony Robbins program. Ah. So that's um, you know because I was trying to do coaching and um, you know uh, speaking and stuff together. Um, but I'll probably get more um into the speaking now that I have a children's book out. Did I tell you about that?
0: No, I wanna hear about it. Tell yeah. me it's a children's book. So what's it's a, a children's t- tell me. book,
1: yes. Um so it's called A Head Above the Rest. And it's um I should have brought one in, but um it's um they're all animal characters. The main character is a giraffe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, basically just kind of Um, The whole goal is to put up a shield against bullying. Yeah. And so, um, you know, all the different characters are different animals. So, obviously, the girl starts out like, oh, I'm tall, clothes don't fit, all that. And then um, she was getting made fun of, and then she kind of takes back some lessons to the school. You know, like, however anyone treats you, that's a reflection of who they are, has nothing to do with who you are. So, you know, if someone's bullying you, they can't be very happy with themselves because... You know. That's
0: absolutely true. Yeah,
1: so she kind of brings that lesson back, and then all of a sudden all the other characters are, you know, I have a rhino that's like, oh, I don't like how big my nose is, you right. know, and then like a zebra that's like, I don't like that I'm only black
0: and white, you know. Yeah, and, and I think everybody gets it to a certain extent. For sure. You know, and it doesn't uh, absolutely, really get to because
1: we are all different, you know, and it could be just that you really like Star Wars or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like,
0: yeah, and, and like I said before, <laughs> you know, and, and kids inherently... Can be mean. They just can be. It's absolutely. Well, I guess we're born with it, unfortunately. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. and that, that's good. So you, you can kind of help somebody uh, as they grow up with that because it's yeah. going to get better. You've proven that. They just have to kind of, uh, uh, for sure, believe it and well, see it.
1: And you, you know, the only thing we really control is our perspective. You know, because I could mm. still be like hating how tall I am, hating people talking to me, but the perspective is okay. Now, now I'm a comedian. Now I'm looking at everything as you know, content or you right. know, like a set. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, say weird stuff to me. I wanna write this down. <laughs> you know, so it just yeah. But the the last line of the book is um when you learn to love yourself, you can be ahead above the rest no matter how tall you are.
0: So I love that. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. I really do. 'Cause he- I remember it was one of the things I read in your bio, which I found really interesting. Your, was it a ballet teacher or a dance teacher was yes. telling you, stop growing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I was nine years old. And yeah.
0: That is it, really a horrible thing to tell isn't somebody. That
1: crazy? That's and, one thing you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but I remember that. And of course, she, she just wanted my outfit to fit, you know, by the time we had to perform. But I know. I, I just, that's crazy that I remember that. Is your family real tall? Is everybody tall in the family? Yeah. I'm I'm taller than both my parents, but um my dad's kind of the weird one. He's only six one, but his brothers are like six eight <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. And I my grandma's like four ten or something like that.
0: Wow. Poor grandma. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, she had seven kids and they're all
0: huge. <laughs> Like, what the heck? Well, Krista, I, I think people will love seeing you. Let's uh, tell people where they can find you on the web and so forth. So if they want to yeah. come out here and see you, where, where do they go?
1: Um, so all my events will be um, on my Facebook page, which is Krista K Comedy. Mm-hmm. And comedy is spelled with a C. So. Okay.
0: Yeah, everything <laughs> else is with a K. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and K is K-A-Y, yeah. And um, I'm on Instagram, uh, again, Krista K Comedy. Um, you can go to my website. I'm actually having a new website come out probably like at the end of this week and it'll be So Oh,
0: great. So we're going to jump on that. christicaycomedy.com. Yeah, Great. Well, thanks so much. Hope to have you on again. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at vegasneversleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.